If you've got your Bibles, uh, I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of a uh, just a kind of what I've learned from Acts as, as a, a, a closing. I, I know uh, I wasn't here last week, so I got two sermons pent up in me right now. So you're going to get probably half of each of them and, uh, and, and, and really just want to kind of uh, get into who are we and where, what, what are we doing as a church. And and uh, obviously vision is vital. I believe vision is important, and without vision, the people perish, right? And, and it's the old adage that says, if you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. So we want to be a church that doesn't just haphazardly walk through our existence. We want to say, hey, here's where we're going, and, and, and this is how we're going to get there. And, and, uh, and so that's what we're going to continue to accomplish today. And, and I know one of the greatest leadership principles is that vision leaks. And, 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 and if you remember... Uh, we we talked about when we when we kind of changed our uh, um our mission statement we exist delight uh, disciple and declare we, 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 when we change those things uh, you know we're, we're going to continue to keep that ever before our church because we we want to remember what it is we're doing it's so easy to get entangled by the things of the world that we lose focus it, we, we lose direction and, and, and everything it's it, it begins to drift I told you I play golf with Buzz I'm a golfer and, and, and if, if your drive begins to drift a little bit at the start you end up in the woods right uh, and that's I know that from a lot of experience, um, but but it, you know so we want to continue to keep it here. Uh, the, the vision of where we're going and so that when we get 300 yards down the fairway we're not in the woods we, we, we are where we're heading we're heading we're we're aiming at a particular target and we're we're we're, we're striving to get there so some of this you'll remember from when I preached it a year ago uh, but uh, but again it's important for us to remember um, you know where we're heading and, and, and be reminded that we, you know we want to be a church that uh, when we stand before the Lord when we stand before the Lord and when you stand before the Lord and give an account of your life that the Lord would say unto each of us well done good and faithful servant that, that we, we were a part of a, a, a local body together that wasn't content just to sit around and, and soak up a retirement but, but, but we were saying no we, we have breath in our lungs therefore we have mission in our lives and so we want to be a people that continue to press into what is God doing in us as a people as a church why is this church here and and specifically there is no greater time in my opinion that for the church to be alive and moving and you know right now is there are a ton of people that are just cowering down in fear uh, for for a number of reasons whether it be uh you, you know the covid or whether it be uh whatever whether it's political things or 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 just 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 overall sense of Fear, uh, both individually, but also I see a lot of churches living in fear. And we're not going to be a church that lives in fear. We want to say, okay, God, you have put us here for a particular purpose and a particular reason. Whatever the, the circumstances around us are, we have been made a light to a hopeless people. And so we want to continue to be faithful in, in proclaiming the only hope that any body has in humanity is the hope of Christ and, and to be found in Christ and to be saved by Christ and so we want to be that light that beacon uh, to to the world that doesn't know him and and, uh, and, and so we're going to I'm going to continue to remind us of that and and um, you know and maybe many of you are fearful and uh, it's easy for fear to creep in. I'm going to be honest with you. On, on day five of COVID, I'm laying in bed thinking, I'm about to go to the ER. Fear overcame me. 
And I had to, I had to get, just begin to say, I'm praying, say, God, I'm yours. And the things I've preached for a year and a half, says, there's nothing that's going to take me out until God's done with me. I had to, I had to believe that for myself. <laughs> and it wasn't easy. It's so easy for us to be overtaken by fear, you know, uh, you know to just be overcome by it. Just, uh, man, I don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. I don't know what this financial situation is going to hold. I don't know what my kids are doing. I don't, I don't know if we're going to have Thanksgiving this year. I don't, just all these things just begin to mount up and create in us a, a fear. And, 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 and this plagues the church as well. The, are we going to lose free speech? Are, 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 are we going uh, to be persecuted for preaching what the Bible says? says are you going to be persecuted as a christian in your home by teaching your children that god made two genders are 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 are, are we going to have to what kind of ways from the culture are we going to have to continue to stand under this is a lot of fear but here's the promise of scripture that i want to go to for the church is matthew 16 18 is the promise where jesus says i will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it Jesus says he is the one responsible for building his church. He's the one that's going to continue <coughs> to move the mission of God down the field. He, he's the one who's going to continue. Uh, and, and he uses his people to do these things and his faithful uh, men and women and, and, and their obedience to him to do these things. But it's ultimately it's God that is going to build the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. My 401k might not survive. My sanity might not survive. But the promise of Scripture is that the church will survive. That the, the, the church will not only survive, but I believe thrive. Now, now, let me give a couple caveats to this to help you understand. He didn't write a blank check and say all churches will never die. Matter of fact, pre-COVID, uh, 3,700 churches in this country died every year. It's 10 a week. Uh, I mean, uh, it's up to 10 a day. I mean, uh, so, so, and then COVID hit and many more died. And so, so we as a church, looking at the landscape of the church in America, seeing 3,700 churches and probably more than that now dying every year, uh, it's like, okay, church, uh, God, um, why is your hand on us? Why are you doing a, a work? In the, why have you said, okay, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my hand on First Boynton and I'm going to build my church there. So we, as the people of God, come in humility under the presence of God and just say, praise be to him. It's his work, his hand, his will, his grace, his mercy on us that has his hand on this place for whatever reason, for his purposes. So what we're going to do is we're going to continue to be faithful to him. We're going to continue to be faithful to the gospel. We're going to continue to preach God's word. And we're going to pray that God continues to keep his hand on, on this place. I think another reason why churches are dying out is because they're living for the wrong day. And what I mean by that is they're just living for this day and, 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 and trying to survive instead of living for the day we will all be around the throne of God, worshiping him forever, giving him the glory that he's due. I, wonder, I, I think a thriving, healthy church has kind of a, a Revelation 7 vision to it, which says this in 9 and 10. After I had looked and behold, a great multitude that no one can number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out, in a loud voice salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb 
I think churches that are thriving, churches that are going to hit the mark that God has for them are the churches that say, hey, it's about that day, not this day. And so what we want to be is the church that continues to build up the crowd that is around the throne in that day. We want to continue to give God the glory that he deserves from now till that day. That, that he is the one, salvation belongs to our God, and there's no one who deserves the glory that he deserves. And so we want to be a church that constantly heralds the, the glory of God to all who are here. And I, and I think those are the churches that, that are going to continue to be alive and thrive are the ones that aren't just saying, hey, it's a holy huddle where we're going to be, be safe and try to, try to protect everyone, but instead of saying, no, 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 we're a part of Jesus building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, meaning we're on the offensive going out into a dark culture with the light, shining the light and, and making the darkness flee. That's what we're to be about as, as the people of God. Now, a couple of things that I gleaned from Acts, just kind of overarching theme that I think apply for us <coughs> as a church. First is I think we learn from Acts that we must be bold. We must be bold. Uh, one of the things you can't deny about just a common read through Acts is just their, their boldness in preaching the gospel. I'm reminded of Acts 4 when, when, when Peter and John are, are, are preaching and, and uh, they're arrested for preaching the gospel and they're told, hey, uh, you've got to stop preaching in this name. You know what they say? They say, okay, since you've asked nicely, we'll... No, they don't do that. Uh, you, they, they, they don't do that. What they do is they say, no, no, we must obey God rather than men. And so they beat them and, and, and then send them out. And it says at the end of that, it says they, count, uh, they counted it joy. To, they, they rejoiced in being counted worthy to suffer for the name. That's a boldness. You, you, you carry on to Paul and, and, and his boldness to stand before group after group after group. I mean, people who stoned him and left him for dead. You, you know, I'm remembering stories of literally him being dragged out of the city and they drop him and they think he's dead. And he just kind of pops up and goes back and preaches the gospel. Like, that's boldness and a little bit of craziness, but boldness, you know. And I think for us that we have to be a people that aren't afraid of what man can do to us, but fear the one who can send body and soul to hell. And so we are people who fear only God. We don't, we don't fear the social systems that we live in. We don't fear our, fear our government. We don't fear what man can do to our church. We don't fear those things. We stand boldly to say our God is the one in control, and he's the only one who can send body and soul to hell. He's the only one worthy to be feared. And so we are bold with our lives because if our God is for us, who can be against us? And so that's the overall thing we see in Acts, just the boldness that we're to live. A second thing I think we see is that we must have power. <clears throat> now, what I don't mean, I don't mean like political power. I don't, I don't mean like social influential power. I, I, I don't mean um, uh, financial power. I'm not talking about all the ways that the world gets power. If God grants those, he grants those. But what I'm talking about, I'm talking about when I'm looking at the early church, how the church goes from about 120 people to 20,000 people in just a few short chapters. And, and it wasn't because Peter was an awesome preacher. 
It wasn't because, uh, you know, they, they had figured out, you know, uh, the best church growth strategies. It wasn't because they had uh, political clout. It wasn't because uh, they, they had financial clout. They, they, they didn't have, uh, you know, social clout. They didn't have any of those things. What they had was they had the power of God. They were dependent upon God to move and to save. And so we as the people of God have to do the same thing, meaning we're not depending on any one of us, myself included, to be kind of a Pied Piper to get a bunch of people to come in, grow our church and see them come to know Christ. No, no, no. We, as Matthew 9 talks about when it says, that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. The next line of that says, therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest. And so we are a people that cry out to God, God, we, we don't want just passion with no power. We don't want just people with no power. We, we want to see the Holy Spirit come and move in such a way that, 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 uh, that sin is broken. Sin in our lives. Sinners that don't know Christ come in and, and, and are transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. We want the power of God to do the work that only God can do. And so we, we are dependent upon God. We pray and we ask God to move, to save, to change hearts, to use us, to, 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 to continue to, to move our church in the direction of glorifying Him in Boynton Beach and beyond. So we, we need power, and we need that power to come from, from God Himself. The, the third thing I think we see from Acts is that we must focus on our neighbors and the nations. I think one of that, I mean, uh, let me back up from Acts to Matthew 28, where it said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. But then it's echoed in, in Acts 1.8, where it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. God has, and if you back up to the Old Testament and you look at the Abrahamic covenant, if you back up even further than that to Genesis 3, after the fall of Adam and Eve, God comes and gives a promise and, 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 and that he's going to take care of this sin problem. God's heart has always been for the nations. It has always been for the nations. You know, Israel got kind of sidetracked when they thought that the promises given to them were just for them, but, but really God has been blessing his people to, so that they would be a blessing to the nations. Now, it's a, a message they didn't get and a message that sometimes we don't get, but ultimately God's heart has always been about the nations, and praise be to God that his heart has been for the nations because it's the only way that most of us in here being Gentiles are being able to, to be included into the promises of God. And so his heart being for the nations and, and, and the gospel being open to uh, uh, us all, and so we as the people of God then also need to come alongside. We're not making up the mission of God. We're coming alongside of what his mission has already been established, that we want to be a part of taking the gospel from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth. But we want to be a part of that mission. We want to be involved in that. We want to be used by God in that. Now, it starts with us. You, know, you can't be expected to get on an airplane and turn into a missionary mid-flight. You, you, you are faithful to share the gospel wherever God has placed you. And so your neighborhoods, your ball fields, your workplaces, your, your retirement community, whatever God has given you influence in, that is where <coughs> he has called you to, to be a light in a dark place. 
And so for us, we, we are a people that are faithful to proclaim the gospel to our neighbors and to the nations. Uh, one of the beautiful things that we just voted on as a church, for those of you who weren't able to be here, uh, in, in the first service, we, we said, we're, we're taking the money we were going to spend on mortgage. Now that we're mortgage-free, we're debt-free, we don't have any more mortgage. We're going to take the money that we were going to spend on mortgage for the rest of the year, and we're going to divide that and support two missionaries, uh, two that are connected to this church. And, and so, w- praise God, he's turned mortgage to support missionaries. I love that. But that's, that, that's the heartbeat of this church, that, hey, we're going to go after our neighbor, but we're also going after the nations. It, it's a simultaneous going, that, that we want to be faithful to the mission of God here and there, wherever there is, all over. And so, so we have to be a people, that if, we're, if I'm, I'm boiling down acts, that, that, that are a part of the mission of God to the, our neighbors and to the nations. The last thing we see, I think, in Acts, and, and before I dive into a, a few more things with our church, is that we must be generous. Um, obviously, God has blessed this church uh, through your generosity, many of your generosities, um, the, the generosity of someone to just pay off the debt. I mean, that's huge. And we see that all through Acts. If you read Acts 2, if you read Acts 4, if you, if you look at Paul's journeys of how the church met the needs of Paul, that the way the mission goes is through the church of God meeting one another's needs and taking care of one another's needs. And not just financially, but with your time, with your service. Some of you need to come and, and be generous and serve in Awana on Wednesday nights. You need to be generous with the gifts that God has given you. Uh, some of us need to be generous with our homes and, and maybe gather people in our homes or, 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 or certainly generous with the resources that God has given us. That we are to be a people that are generous as he is generous. We see it all through the book of Acts that, that the church continues to thrive off of its generosity to one another. And praise God, we have a generous church. I'm preaching to the choir here, but, but I think it's a, a always, as I said, Vision Leaks is important for you to understand that we've locked arms together to say God has called us to this particular vision, and, and, and part of that is being generous with all the gifts that God has given me, my time, my, my, my giftings, my resources, that I, I want to be, be a generous person to see the mission of God move down the field. I, I want to help this church accomplish the mission that God has given it to to, to bring God glory. Uh, I want to just read 1 Timothy 6 and uh, as an encouragement. Uh, it says, As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, not to set their hopes on uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Uh, you know, when I was young in ministry, I used to cower away probably from preaching about money. But what I have found, especially in the particular context and culture that God has put it, us in, it's one of the most um, uh, largest ways that God uses to us to to. to, to, to Make us more like himself. It, it, it's, the, it's one of the main ways that the, the world wraps its tentacles around our hearts. We want stuff more than we want God. We, we, we want th- gadgets and trinkets more than we want spiritual things. And, and so it's one of the ways that, that God really begins to show us our sin. And all of us are sin. We're, we all have to evaluate our heart in this area because we all live in a very affluent land. 
And, and so we have to be a people that constantly uh, squash that in our life and live a generous life to the mission of God. And, and so, like I said, I used to cower down from it, but now I see it. It's, it's, as as uh, Paul talked about to Timothy, he says that they may uh, take hold of that which is truly life. You, you're not going to take hold of that which is truly life if you're so bound up in building your own kingdom, living for yourself, or full of your own greed. It just destroys. And so, overarching, you see the church... Uh, being generous. Now, I kind of want to transition a little bit and talk about just, uh, again, I want to show you and and tell you just how faithful God has has been to this church. And and last year, I I preached uh, a message called All In. And uh, it was actually a series of messages, four messages, because we were rolling out our mission statement. But essentially, we said there, in in, in 2025, this church is going to be 100 years old. First Baptist Church, Boynton Beach, is going to be 100 years old. Now, if you're taking a landscape across this country of all the First Baptist churches that are 100 years old, um, if they're still alive, many of them are plateaued or declining. Um, and we are, are not okay with that. That, that, that is um, not what we believe God is doing in this place. We believe God says, hey, listen, you're going to turn 100 years old with your boots on, right? Uh, we're not saying, hey, we're 100 years old. Let's coast and retire and just wait till we all die off. And we, now we're debt-free. We can sit and do nothing. No, that's, that's, that's for the birds. We're not, we're, we want to be a people that continue to step into the mission that God has for us and say, God, you've got breath in our lungs. We want to live for the only thing that matters forever. And, and, and so we're turning 100 years in, in 2025. And, uh, and, and let me tell you, just even in the last year and a half, what God has done, the 55 new members in six quarters, 55 new members in this church that have come up here, still on this stage, and been presented before the church and have been welcomed in as new members. That's incredible. Uh, our numbers, um, n- n- numbers aren't everything. Um, matter of fact, they can be deceptive. Uh, but I want to point to some things as signs of health of this church. Um, but our church is larger than it was pre-COVID, which is not normal. Um, I don't know if you have other friends that are part of other churches. Uh, ask them. It, it's very rare to have that be the case. That our church has grown um, in and through COVID. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. And, and so we've welcomed 55 new, new members in, 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 uh, in six quarters. And, and there's a ton of you who have been coming that aren't yet members that are planning on it, that just haven't made it their starting point. You've been, you've been already planning to plant roots here and be a part of this church for the long haul. And, and uh, it's just a matter of, you know, getting to the starting point and, and, and those kinds of things. And I praise, praise God for that. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to be able to financially support for at least the rest of this year. And we'll, we'll vote on the new budget next year, but be able to financially support two missionary families, uh, both of which are uh, from are connected to our church. Vladimir and Phoebe uh, are in the Ukraine, and the Martinez's are in Cusco, uh, Peru, and, and we're going to be a part of financially supporting their, their mission. 
Um, Lord willing, I, I, I told our meeting this this morning, but Lord willing, in February, I'm going to go to uh, Amazonia in Brazil. Uh, and and be a part of a a pastor's training uh, to, to, uh, the, where there's dozens, if not a hundred pastors that travel in to be trained to be pastors, trained to teach the word. To, you know, obviously there's not a lot of seminaries on the Amazon River, and so they're coming in for biblical training. Then we'll get to be a part of training up pastors that will take the, that and go back into their villages and pastor churches that churches that are in their villages. Lord willing. Um, from that, we'll probably develop a partnership with one of those pastors and take our church down there. Um, I don't know when. Um, God may shut it down. I don't know. But, but that seems like what God is doing. And, and so, uh, praise be to God, we're supporting two, financial, uh, uh, two missionaries financially, and, and we're going to have the opportunity to go very soon. Now, I, many of you may be already just got filled with fear <laughs> about traveling and traveling to, you know, to Brazil and uh, whatever. Uh, but let me just encourage you, if our God is for us, who can be against us? And, and so we're going to go, Lord willing, we're going to go. And, and uh, God is opening those doors already, and I'm praising, praising Him for that. Another thing to praise God for, we had our first VBS in likely 20 years of this church. Um, and in our first VBS, many of you served in that. Thank you for serving in that, by the way. Uh, we had over 120 kids here. Uh, the, the, the gospel was presented. I, I got to go in there. I mean, uh, there was a Bible story time in here, in, in here where the gospel was just so faithfully presented. You come in here, and they had a large session, and, <coughs> and they're telling the kids about Jesus. And, and, uh, and it was a unique, unique theme. And one of the things I, I loved about it, actually I heard this from some, uh, one of you, uh, said one of the beautiful things is in, in a nation right now that hates children, to tell children that they're loved by God and treasured by God is one of the greatest messages we can preach to them. Because it's true, they are hated. They're, and many of them hated by their, you know, the, the, I'm assuming guests, I won't assume you, but even by their own families. They just dropped off here. I mean, one of the things that we're going to be about as a church and, and as we continue to move forward is we're about the next generation. The, um, we will die as a church if we do not raise up the next generation to know and love our great God. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you know this. We don't get any younger. Uh, yeah, right? And, and, and so, uh, the, 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 whether this church continues to be, a, 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 obviously it's in the hands of God, but it's also in the raising up of the next generation to carry the torch uh, for firstborn. And so we are uh, people that, I mean, we, we did a VBS, we're going to continue. If you haven't gotten a chance, uh, we, we have put new flooring in the, in the preschool, and, and we've got a new dedicated space, which looks incredible, by the way. And it's not done yet, but it's mostly done. You can go back there and check it out. It looks incredible. A great space for our kindergarten through fifth graders. Uh, we care about the next generation here in this church. And, and we want to raise, and listen, I, you've heard me preach this a hundred times, you're going to hear it again. We don't do child care. We don't just babysit. We're teaching kids, the, we're teaching preschoolers and children the gospel so that they'll be raised up and so that they'll be the, the next elders, pastors, uh, faithful members, missionaries that are sent out from this church. 
that our children will be like arrows that we shoot out from the bow into the heart of the evil one. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're, not, just, we're not just babysitting. We're raising up warriors. At least that's all I want for my children. My children are back there. I want my children to know and love God and be used by God to accomplish His work and, 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 and mission in the world. And so this church cares about the next generation. We're going to continue to see that grow. Mission and the next generation in this church are going to continue to be more and more important to us. Um, another thing God is doing is our Spanish service. Uh, I'm praising God for our Spanish service. We've had it for two weeks, 30 to 40 people uh, in, in that service, and, and God is blessing that already. I'm excited for what God is, is, is doing there. I'm going to be honest with uh, all our Spanish-speaking folks that are a part of that service. I'm, uh, I'm a little upset you've taken David and Francis. Jose, you can have, but David and Francis, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, but... Uh, no, I, I'm loving what God, you know, one of the things about being a, a, a church that is on mission and ascending churches, you constantly send leaders and God will replace, God will grow, God will bring more faithful people to this place. But, but what we're seeing is God's already blessing that, his hands on that. One of the things I'm, I'm going to read to you in a moment of the mission God had called us to that I preached a year ago, he's already fulfilled that, which is incredible, all that he's doing in this place. And, and so, so again, I say, uh, and, and obviously financially, we've already talked about that. God has been moving this place. So, so to whom much is given, much is required. Church, God's hand is on us. God's hand is on us. And so for the time that God's hand is on us, we, we've got to strike while the iron's hot and say, okay, God, we, we want that to continue. We want your hand, we want your presence to be with us. We, we want you to go before us. God, continue to call us to greater and greater faithfulness, both corporately as a church, but also individually, that we would be just continue to call to more, more faithfulness in what you're doing in our, in our lives. And so <clears throat> with our church turning uh, a year ago I preached about our church turning 100 and I, and I said a few things I challenged us to be all in on a few things here's here's some of those things I want to I want to tell you what the, at that point it was a five-year vision that's about four year uh, but but it's uh, here was some of the church goals church goals we, we wanted to baptize 100 people we've baptized eight um, which I'm praising God for. We've baptized eight people, and a lot of those adults that came to Christ, um, and, uh, but we've got more people to see come to Christ and be baptized. Um, and, and we're praying that God would do just that. Uh, we, we, we said we wanted, to see we wanted to see 500 attendees come to our church. Um, this year, not count, I don't count Easter, because Easter, you know, you get Christers, people who come Christmas and Easter only. Uh, our CEO is Christmas Easter only. Um, pastor joke, sorry. Um, but, but not counting that, we had a, a week where we had about 330 to 350 people here on, on our church. And that's, uh, you know, that's huge. And that's post-COVID, right? Uh, and so God's blessing that. And I think he's going to continue to, to grow our church. I think, I think our parking lot's going to be strapped before our room is. Uh, but listen, to the glory of God, I will park at the beach uh, and walk here. I sweat anywhere while I'm preaching. What's any different? You won't be able to. South Florida, we sweat all the time anyway. Uh, so if I got to park at the beach so that more people can park here and be a part of this church, then 
Praise be to God. Uh, but uh, I'm praying that God continues to grow our church. Uh, I've been praying. We, we, at that point, we prayed that we'd have 100 preschoolers and kids in service. And we've hit 40 um, as a church. Um, and, and so God's blessing in those things uh, as far as growing our church. Uh, but listen to these. These are some of the mission ventures. And, and listen, I'm telling you these again basically to sign you up. <laughs> Uh, to say, hey, it's time to get going, right? Here's some of the mission things that we prayed about a year ago that we said we wanted to see God do, uh, that we want to see 100 people sent out to do local mission in our city. 100 people a year. Uh, we're not hitting that mark right now. Um, you, you know, we, we, we've got opportunities. We've got, we've got opportunities. Some people can come serve at Boca Helping Hands. We, we're working on partnerships with other places like Urban Youth Impact and different things like that. Uh, but, but we want to be able to send people out. Also, some of you need to come to me and just say, hey, I want to start this. And not just wait on me to start something because I'm still new here. I'm still meeting people to, 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 to develop mission partners. Some of you already have things that you're partnering with. You need to come and say, hey, David, I'm starting something here with this ministry. I'm, I'm starting something with First Care. I'm, I'm doing this ministry and would love to have people come alongside me. Now, we want to send out 100 people a year locally. We also want to send 100 people out over the five years internationally. Um, if we count our missionaries, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll put it up to four. I don't know if that's fair or not, if that counts. But I want to send us out internationally, that we would go to Brazil uh, and over the next five years. Maybe we'd go to take two, three, four, five trips and be able to take a crowd of 20 each time. That, that we would send people out internationally to, to, to serve in, in uh, Brazil or other places. Uh, one international partner, which we're working on, that we, we see God is doing that. We want to, we want to plant one church. Um, which we're still praying through. Listen to this, though. This, and, and this is all stuff that was on here a year, a year ago. Uh, we, wanted to, uh, we were praying that God would start a multilingual church effort, which God has started. <laughs> we're praising God for that, yeah. Um, financially, we prayed that God would get our budget to a million dollars annually. Uh, which, all things go well, we're going to see our budget take a, a, a pretty large hike starting next year and we're going to be able to bump our student ministry budget from 500 to about a thousand <laughs> tell jose not to spend it all in one place you know uh no god is blessing uh, in those ways and 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 now we've gone from uh as we talked about earlier being building poor uh, to being able to say all right how can we mobilize the gospel further in in boynton beach and and, and in palm beach county and beyond God has been so faithful to us in, in, in that area. Uh, we talked about, uh, at, on that sheet, 500000 given over annual budget by 2025 to listen to this, to cancel debt. <laughs> Praise God, that's done. Uh, to, to pay for renovations. We got a building built in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and then 04. Uh, and uh, it won't uh, be long before we got to start thinking on what's next for some of those older buildings. <clears throat> and we want to begin saving for that now and not, not take out a loan as much as possible. Uh, and, and so we, we talked about uh, above and beyond giving for those things, resourcing local and global mission, uh, seeding the first church plant. Now, when I said these things, I said these were BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. <laughs> 
But God has been ticking them off. He's been ticking them off. He, I mean, we still got more to go, praise God. We want to just be like, we've, fi- we've figured out everything, right? No, we want to say, okay, God, we, we, by the time we turn 100, we want to be well on our way to sending out folks locally and globally. We want to be well on our way uh, to, to, uh, to seeing people baptized and come to faith in Christ and, and, and be baptized. And, and we, we want to be well on our way to just continuing to be used of God in this city, county, state we want to be used of him here and so uh you know so but but that's not going to just happen me getting up here and preaching corporately i challenge uh for you to make this personal Uh, if you remember and some of you have joined our church since then so you may not remember but we talked about i'm challenging everyone to invite one person to come to church with you each month you should be active in inviting people to this place uh, it, it is not very there's not a high cost for you calling up someone and saying hey will you come with me to church and most people will come with an invite yeah, they may not but what have you lost I'm not talking about get somebody, I'm talking about invite folks to this place to see and be a part of what God is doing uh, you know every time someone comes in here they're going to hear the gospel so get them here you need to be able to tell them the gospel too but know that if they come here they're going to hear the gospel and, and so you invite one person a, a, a month uh, secondly that you would declare the gospel to at least one person a year now i hope maybe more than that but i know most of us are really just fearful in sharing the gospel and so uh i want you to i want to continue to challenge you to share the gospel with at least one person a year um go locally to serve with our church go globally uh, sometime between now and 2025 uh be generous these are things i just preached on that you continue to be generous with your tithe but you pray how can god use you to give sacrificially maybe even beyond that um and and so uh these are things we've called you as a to, to make it personal not just to say all right our church is wanting to see people come to know christ but no you would say i want to share christ with one person this year i want to be used of god to share the gospel now i want to go locally and serve in our community uh, to the glory of god now i want to go internationally that you would begin praying and saying and, and, and put your yes on the table say god my answer is yes i don't know how i'm going to do it i'm fearful I don't know how it's going to be taken care of. I don't know how I could get away. I don't, I don't know how. I, 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 God will take care of all that. You just put your yes on the table and say, God, I want to be faithful to you in whatever ways you're calling me to be faithful to you. Uh, you have been set on mission if you're a part of this church. And, and I would challenge you to ask God to show you exactly what that means for you. That, that you're not called to just sit and soak sit for your 9,000th Bible study this year, but how then are you to take that and to be used of God to His glory? How are you to use that? And so uh, I'm going to close with just Psalm 100. Um, If you remember, when we changed our mission statement, we said that we exist. It starts out with our purpose that we, First Boynton, exist to bring glory to God. Uh, all that we do, every dollar that we spend, every program that we do, we want to do to the glory of God. Uh, every 
every uh, remodel work, every, every uh, uh, nursery volunteer, uh, every greeter, every, everybody we mobilize to serve, we want to be here to the glory of God. And that's why we exist. We want to give God the glory that He deserves. Uh, we, we want to worship Him because that's what He deserves. He deserves our glory. He deserves a people saying how glorious He is and, and doing all they, they are for Him. And so we exist to the glory of God. And then, then we, it lays out our mission. We exist to the glory of God by delighting in Him discipling his church and declaring the gospel to all peoples now i want to read to you psalm 100 in closing and psalm 100 says this uh, make a joyful noise to the lord all the earth serve the lord with gladness come into his presence with singing know that the lord he is god it is he who made us and we are his we are his people and the sheep of his pasture Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. And his steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. To boil down our mission and, 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 and the vision of this church, we exist to bring glory to God. But then what we've said, based off of Psalm 100, what we see and know to be true is discipling, it says, know God, know that the Lord, He is God, for the Lord is good. Discipling yields affection or delight in God. So as we teach people the gospel, as we teach people the word of God, it should yield affection, more greater affection for God, greater love for Him, greater love to serve Him. And, and, and from that affection, it should yield joyful action. Or declaring, declaring with our lives, declaring the gospel to all peoples, that, that it should yield action. And so we, we believe that this is kind of the linear steps to us uh, giving glory to God as he deserves, that we would know him. This is why we have a high um, view on theology. We teach doctrine here. We, we want you to know the Bible. We want you to be in small groups and Bible studies. We, we want you to know God because we know as you know God rightly, it will produce in you a greater love for God. Uh, it's rare, if not impossible, for you to love God appropriately without knowing who He is. This is why we value the words, why we preach through books of the Bible. We want you to know God so that you can rightly love God. And if you rightly know Him and from that love Him, it will produce in you a great work for Him. If we get any of those kind of out of whack, we get imbalanced, greatly imbalanced. And so we are people in a church that believes we want to teach you about God to know Him so that you'll love Him and so that you'll live for Him. So that we, as a church, will stand in the presence of God and hear, well done, good and faithful servants. Enter into the joy of your master, the rest of your master. What a day of rejoicing that will be, church, when we have locked arms and toiled for the mission of God for the years that we're together to see God glorified in Boynton Beach, to see God glorified in your families, around your tables, at, at, in your homes, to see your neighbors come to know Christ, to see 
the kids and the parents that your kids go to school with come to know Christ. To see the baptism waters of this church continuously stirred because God has saved sinners as he was so gracious to save us. Church, that's why we're here. Let us turn a hundred with our boots on. Let us be a people that say, hey, I've got breath, I've got mission. I want to be used of God in whatever way he sees fit. Some of you that's giving, some of you that's going, some of you that's serving. All of us is to take the gospel to neighbors and nations. Let's do that to the glory of God. Let's pray together. Father, um, a ver- verse that is um, equally encouraging as it is haunting is to whom much is given, much is required. And you have given so much. And so we praise you for that, but also we want to steward that well. We want to we just continue as your hand is on us to give you the glory that you deserve. All of our life, all of our love to be poured out to the glory of God. I pray for our homes. I pray for the homes that are connected to this church, God, that you would let them be beacons of light. I pray that husbands and wives will pray together and worship you together. And families will sing of the goodness of God together and open the word of God together. I pray, Father, you would just continue to keep your hand on this place. Father, I pray for our Spanish ministry. I pray, God, for our Spanish service that you would just continue to bless that, that you put your hand on Pastor Jose and Heidi and you would use them in incredible ways to see a gospel-centered, great theology Spanish church gathering together to the glory of God. I pray, God, that you would just continue to bless our church that a year from now, we're not talking about the two missionaries that we're supporting, but maybe the ten. And we're not talking about bumping student ministry up to $500 more, but we're talking about how can we uh, utilize this money to see more students come to know Christ. I pray, God, that a year from now we'll, we'll have maybe uh, have already taken a trip of people uh, to, to Brazil or wherever you want to have us go. And Father, would you just continue to move and work and push us even further? May we not get comfortable when it's so easy to do so. I pray on an individual level, God, that you would convict us, myself included, to be faithful to share the gospel as you give opportunity and you sure enough give plenty of opportunity that we would give people Jesus we would give our servers Jesus we would give our neighbors Jesus we would just herald the gospel that God saves sinners through his son Jesus to all who are here and fill us with a boldness God a boldness that can only come from the presence of God that we wouldn't be filled with our own gumption, but we would be filled with your power and your presence 
and that our boldness would be in the truths that we know. Namely, if our God is for us, who can be against us? Namely, that he, that you will always be with us. You will never leave us or forsake us, even to the ends of the age. Praise be to our great God. We humbly thank you for having your hand on this place. And we ask that you would just continue to use us to your glory. Continue to use us to your glory. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, we're going to just praise God. Praise God for what he's doing in your life. Praise God for what he's doing in this church. Praise God for what he's going to do in, in how we live out our days for him, how we suffer well for him, how we glorify him with all of our breath and all of our lives. Let's stand and do that now.